All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50. I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. All business, all winter. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, episode number four. Brought to you by our good friends at Finning. I'm Jason Greger, host of the Jason Greger Show on TSN 1260. Also, I was named most likely to lose his hair in high school. True story. So uh, <laughs> clearly the kids in my school were accurate. Jason Strudwick, former NHLer, host of uh, City TV, is here. Voted uh, most likely to wear a Jerry Seinfeld coat <laughs> later on in his life, and clearly that's worked out. And uh, where in the world is uh, Wanye Gretz? Well, he's back. It's right great. here. We start a podcast. Look at on eye. one episode. Yeah. And now he's gone. But he's back. Yeah. He's returned. That's he's right. Wearing his favorite Beyonce t shirt. That's right. Big Beyonce fan. Queen of the Beehive. But if you right had to here. pick Beyonce or Bieber, who would you go to? Well, that's a tough one. I'd probably have to go with Bieber for Canadian reasons. There you go. I yeah, like it. Very yeah, patriotic. patriotic. Very patriotic. Would you take Bieber or McDavid? Well, McDavid. I'd stab Justin Bieber in the eye if it meant Connor McDavid didn't break a nail. I mean, was, <laughs> <laughs> I'd pick my boy in that race. So the founder of Oilers Nation with uh, many Oiler fans. And we don't talk a lot of hockey on the show, but, but real life for you is being a diehard Oiler fan. Darn tootin'. And uh, you're very hungover today. Well, I'm, or it's, drunk. I don't know it's, which it's I am It's a right Tuesday. Now. Yeah. So I don't know if that means you have a problem or not, but no. maybe we can get into that later on. Sure, we could talk about but that. But you're, you're rather perturbed right now with Oilers Nation. Do tell. I'm not. Well, I mean, that's a t- throw me under the bus one second into the episode. I'm not mad at all Oilers fans on earth. That's ridiculous. I am confused. I'm confused about people who are mad at the team right now. It's like you haven't been paying attention for the last 10 years. Like, were you just born in September? Or are you comparing this season to any other seasons? They're in fifth place, correct? Yes. Connor McDavid is in what position in the scoring race? He is first. He is number one. And people are mad. 
what do you want people like they're not going to win the cup their first year after you know not having been in the playoffs for 10 years this is great i think they're having a great season have they won every game no only last five in a row yeah they also went seven two and one to start the year or whatever it was like they just dismantled the Blackhawks 5-0 last night. The sexy Swedes scoring left and right. I'm chugging beers in the crowd. This is the good <laughs> times, man. These are the good times. This Listen, isn't something to be mad about. I, I talk to a lot of the Oilers fans, and I think the thing is they're just waiting. They're waiting for something bad to happen. It's like when you're, you, you, you're with a girlfriend, and this never happened to me. You never sure have a you girlfriend. Guys, you guys can relate. No, a girlfriend, she cheats on you. Oh, I see. And then, um, you know, then you take her back, and then you're just waiting for it to happen again. And I think a lot of fans are uneasy. I do think it's going to take an entire season and making the playoffs – for this this negative vibe to I, not to go away. I disagree. I, I think you will. All, the problem is, you'll have ten order fans celebrate, and one order fan makes a negative comment. That's all people focus on. Everybody wants to get worried and, and soaked up in the negative. And try, you'll have the whiners and negative because that's all they have. They have nothing else. They don't have any actual insight into the game. Yeah. All they can do is complain. Mm. So to me. I would just mute them on any social media. Then you don't have to deal with it. Well, I'm honestly. talking to them in real life too, yeah. though. I've well, got even buddies. In real life. I've got buddies, good buddies, who are like, "Oh, it's just I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall." I, yeah. you know, this isn't the other day they got scored on. What, what the hell? Well, you buy them and e- why don't you make? E- you should make Oilers Nation Nation Gear Eeyore T-shirts and just hand it out to those people because no matter <laughs> what, they're gonna find something to complain about, right? If the lawyers well, the for Disney, sh- if the, the lawyers for Disney are listening, nothing. yeah. Oh well, you know. We, we gave up too many shots, and geez, uh, we, we still... Jordan Everly didn't score last night, so clearly we should sell, sell him off for nothing, right? Like, I, I agree with you. You should be... You should be... Every order fan should be as drunk as you. Well, maybe not as drunk as you. I went to the game last night. celebrating as much as you should be right now, because when you go through a decade of being the worst, like, it's not debatable, yeah. the worst organization in the NHL, the stats back it up on every front, fans now... You can sit there and be, well, maybe the shoe's going to drop. So you're not enjoying it. Live in the now. Yes. If the shoe drops, then it drops. Kent's, it's so easy. We could do that about everything. Well, you know what? Geez, like Struds. Struds would never get out of bed if he felt, well, because knowing the fact that his follicles are falling out by the day, <laughs> he would never get out of bed. Yeah. But he gets up and no. he goes on TV and, no. he, and he combs the tongue and he makes it really good. And, <laughs> well, the tongue, and good. he's ready Let's, to go. We mentioned right? the tongue. But think about it. You can't just sit there and worry about all the what. Well, gee, maybe they're going to lose. What if they don't? And now you're not even enjoying it. So I give you credit for actually living in the moment. Well, I go to the game last night and I go with my buddy and I'm like, hey, it's Monday. Keep your life together, Wanye. You don't sure. need to get drunk to have fun. You've seen those public service announcements, right? And I go in. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just get a beer on the way to my seats, right? I mean, they've gone to all the trouble of building this new arena. they got to recoup Classy. their money. I'll have one beer, and I have one beer, and I'm sitting there. And then they start scoring. And then the beers start going down a little bit faster. And then the next intermission, maybe I'll get a couple beers. And then I run into a guy I know, and he says, here, let me buy you a beer. Next thing you know, i got three beers on the go. Well, next thing you know, I'm at Mercer. And the game's been over for an hour, and I'm talking to people I haven't seen in five years, like they're my best friends, and I'm running into people that I know, and I have myself a great night. I don't care if the Oilers aren't in first place in the NHL. I don't care if uh, Chris Russell, Kurt Russell, as he's known to his friends, got sure. someone went around him last night, and he was minus two, and his course he was Q5, yeah. or however the hell these things work. I went to the game and had an amazing time. And I had an awesome night and I spent a mortgage payment worth of beer money and now I feel like death and that's my God-given right as an Oilers fan because they're in fifth place. I will never be mad at an Oilers team that is currently sitting in the playoffs. That is ridiculous. Did you have Tinder on? Grinder. Grinder. You know what Grinder is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Now, having been in the room. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yes. 
do players ever actually enjoy because I always put on the public persona oh one game at a time sure. blah 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 right. but you can't tell me that there's times and maybe not on a Monday night but there has to be certain times where the guys look at the stat and say hey like it's okay to be, to feel good about our accomplishments it's 20 games maybe you erase it the next night but are there ever celebrations during the year or is it so business focused and all about, well, the next game, the next day, do you never get to actually enjoy the wins? I think you have to say level. And what happens, I think the teams that are, that are, that are inconsistent are the ones that get really excited about a win and really down on a loss. That being said, I think last night was a statement game. I, I, really, I was there. I love the way they played. They were consistent for the whole game. They got that win. So I think that's a good game where you can feel happy. But now they're going into a team on Wednesday. They have to win. If you want to be a playoff team, you get into Denver and you run over that team. That's just, that's just how it works. What I had when, in uh, the New York with the Rangers is in our training area where a lot of players seem to congregate. They like talking to the trainers. They had the uh, standings boards for both sides, both divisions, showing exactly where we're. And I love that. Every day you walked in and you saw exactly where you were. You're up high. You're up low. There's no hiding the fact. And uh, I think that's important to say, listen, this is where we're at. This is where we want to be, seeing what other teams are doing, how they're trending. It's important to know where you are relative to everybody else. I mean, at the end of the day, you do have to look after your own house. But you do have to recognize there's other teams trying to do good things and win as well. So is this like a magnet board? Do you move yeah, the names around? It's a magnet like board. Who's in, who's in charge of it? Uh, right? Usually it was a tra- uh, there. I think it was assistant coach came in, Perry Parent. And he'd, he'd move it around. And then once, you know, once the season kind of gets established, it's not changing daily, right? Your top three in each division kind of, you know, they may alternate a bit. Then the wild cards. But usually you're within kind of a certain range over the course of 82 games. Now. That's about as much order talk. Okay. I don't want you. I would like to have it about real life. So I think we can tie it in with your Euler victory celebration. Oh, I had a good time. And um, because you, you're, you're suggesting that you're not feeling very good right now. I am not. And generally speaking, I don't uh, get sick or anything like that. But today, I'll but be honest But you're feeling you. like you might want up, Chuck. Because I can tell you real life. We're story. not going to talk yeah, about puke some more. Because it's important. True story. Yeah. First time as a, as a young father. Yeah. My uh, soon-to-be uh, a young father, meaning you haven't had a child for a while. You yourself are not young. Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> just be very clear here. Yeah. And uh, soon-to-be three, we were uh, at the farm yesterday because I was shipping cows, and uh, we're coming back in, and we're about I don't know five minutes away from home, and and he was fine. Like Beckett has been running around, you know, he's checking everything out, and all of a sudden he kind of started crying, and uh, I looked at him, I'm like, what's wrong? And then the next thing you know, it's like I was watching a horror film, and he's just projectile vomiting streams of liquid out of his mouth. And he's just a little guy, so you're kind of feeling bad. Thankfully, my wife is in the vehicle because I'm driving. So you kind of clean it up as much as you can. We are close enough to home. We don't stop. So you finally get home, and she's going to get into cleaning supplies, and I got to clean out the car. Well, his car. anybody who has a car seat with a toddler, like it is caked with uh, vomit. And I reach over to have to unplug it and just smell of it like I'm – there's not many things that gross me out looking at things, but smells, I'm terrible. And I start gagging. And I'm like, oh, oh. And I finally get it out of the car. Meanwhile, my wife's gone in the house. She tells me later on, she goes, man, I walked in the door and all I heard was you uh, gagging. And I really wanted to laugh at that moment, <laughs> but I didn't. So to me, Struts, as a, as a father sure. yourself, ever had uh, one of your kids projectile vomit on you? Oh, on me all the time. Oh, yeah, all right on the chest. And quite frankly, I liked it when they puked right on me because I didn't have to clean it up. I'd just take my clothes off. And usually what I'd do is I'd, I'd gear down, go try to get to the bathroom, gear down, and both of us go in the shower and have a shower and just wash it off. Throw the clothes in the, in the wash machine, you're done. But in your scenario, you now have to clean up a oh. car seat, which you'll never get it. it gets, it's never the same. 
You know, I'd hate to oh, tell you, but no, you're trying it, to clean it up and scrub it, and there's we, always that memory in your head. Oh, yeah, well, the memory, for sure. Thankfully, he's almost outgrown this one, so it's right. on its last legs anyway because he's moving right. through the next step. So I'm just – Wanye sitting here right now. Are, are you feeling like – like this, We this, could be talking about – puke stories just make you want to puke? Not normally. I'm in a situation today. I think I had some Goldschlager around 1 in the morning last night. Goldschlager? How old are you, like 18? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my first time in a bar. <laughs> You're really struggling. Seriously, are you going to upchuck we're right talking now about live? That might be a first in podcast. We could be talking yeah, about if, anything, and we're talking about puking. Like, well, that's true. Oh, it's real life. Riveting stories, You're generally. on well, the verge of it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think we could talk about that would actually make you upchuck? Because it really looks you know, like it's it. It's on the tip of your tongue. Like, it's kind of gross, actually. I can feel like, I can it coming. Feel like, I probably <laughs> will puke within the next three hours. Well, <laughs> let's, put you, a, let's start. Can you make yourself puke? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I'm an expert at that. Well, it's better to get it out. Oh, 100%. Well, that's just it, puke and if rally, I, right? Always, I would recommend this to any any of the uh, the youngsters, you know, young sure. adults who are maybe just getting into it and you overindulge. Young fathers. We don't, we don't recommend that, by the way. Binge drinking is not healthy, kids. No. Don't do it. But on the off chance, if once a year yeah. you kind of go off the rails, I would highly recommend, if you can, when you, when you come home that night, you go outside maybe to the neighbor's yard or a right. tree and you can help fertilize it. By, uh, this is what I should have done prior to the podcast. Because yeah. I find I feel Perch. way better. Because you get you basically you're just getting rid of all that stuff. Otherwise, the alcohol just sits in your gut and it rots. Back in the day, please don't talk about this. This is what I'm going through right now. I'm li- I'm a living embodiment of what you just discussed. This would be my best story if we could get one. Oh God, I could puke no problem. I could just there's a little bathroom right in there we built. It's gorgeous. I could what happened? So what did you eat last night? What was your post? Nothing. This is the other. That's thing. the problem. I got three things going on right now. Number one, I am a little bit jet lagged. Right, I did fly. It was a six-hour time difference, and then so I didn't really sleep very well last night as a result because it went to bed at two in the morning. It was eight in the morning my time, right? So I got that going on. I didn't eat dinner. <laughs> I was gonna have a Bobby Nicholson burger, whatever the hell it's called, thing. But then I started having beer. Should have a piece of pizza there. I will say yeah. one thing: like they it's don't scrimp on their pizzas. They're it massive. Works. It's like you get half the pizza in one slice. Tough. I would I would say that you know usually you're getting ripped off at those places, right. but for the, for the price, right. For that size of pizza, I can say, you know what? I think that's a good deal. Yeah, well. It's no. like getting your own personal pizza. We were this pizza. close to winning the uh, pizza for the whole row thing last night. There were two rows down in oh, front really? of us. Was... Maybe you just should have moved down and sat Right. Fantastic. So you were close, but you really weren't that close because oh, no, you technically enough. didn't win. Yeah. No, I didn't win anything. The Oilers won. They did. Well, we know that. You've the toilet's going to win later when I paint it. <laughs> okay, just one quick. You touched about uh, shipping out your cattle. And I'm just wondering, are you still a world champion uh, semen retriever? For the bulls, I can honestly tell you, Strads. Thankfully, that's one thing I've never had to do. But I've I've had to do a lot of unique things at the farm that a lot of urbanites like yourself would probably be uh, rather grossed out about. Uh, Wanya, actually, uh, him and uh, our, our other good buddy uh, Jay, actually, uh, he, Jay? Jay almost died at our farm when we were cutting down trees really? because. As, well, we were pushing. It wasn't, you know, if, if there was a tree cutting video, trust me, this would have been on how not to do it. Because, you know, we, I had the chainsaw at him all the way through, and I really probably should have gone him another inch and a half. Sure. But we started rocking it. It was a big old tree, probably, I don't know, two feet around. And we're pushing it to rock it, which was dumb. We just should have cut it, except it broke off 20 feet up. So oh, as of the top piece now, and Wanya and I break off. And meanwhile, Jay just decides to go in the position and covers it. And the tree lands beside him. Oh, my God. Literally, if that hits him, he might have died. Like, we kind of joke about it. But I asked him later. I said, buddy, you're the worst in pressure situations. Like, you froze. He did nothing. So we bug him about that all the time. But no, uh, as far as uh, farm things, probably the worst thing. Uh, One time, true story, we had a cow. She was giving birth. And she should have obviously aborted the calf. 
because uh, the calf was all deformed. And so the vet oh had. Oh my God, are you really telling this story right now? <laughs> like, let's move run. off my we- child projectile <laughs> vomiting in the back of my car. What is the next best topic I can think of? This is a podcast of no rules. Oh, deformed cows being born. Let's no, move true, to that though. topic. And so you had to take a wire and you'd sure. reach in and you had to saw the bones. Oh off my God, no, no, stop, oh. yeah. stop. Oh, that's a true story. Stop. Inside? Yeah, inside. So. Oh. Yeah, like the other things that are fun is just watching, like when you when you castrate the bulls and stuff, and then your dog just wheels in and he eats the nuts like in one. What is the matter with one you? One fell swoop, he loves it. It's they like prairie oysters for a dog. Oh yeah. How well, big you, are they? Like. Well, it all depends on the age of the steer. Sometimes the bigger ones, I would say, like an extra large marble, like you know those big oh, jawbreakers, wow. something bigger than that even. Oh yeah, Rasco used to love it. She would just crush him down in one fell swoop. Chewy. Oh, I've never ate it. I've never eaten one wrong. <laughs> but I have tried prairie oyster once. So I had a prairie oyster once. It, but when I was feeling you know, better than I am right now, it wasn't even that gross. Cooked, so, but yeah, she would eat it wrong. Now, there's a lot of weird things you do at the farm struts. I honestly thought one day I would like to shoot a video of a cow giving birth. Oh. And then just kind of give play-by-play for it. Because I think a lot of city people, like, right. kids never get to experience these sort of things. It's a great thing. I saw, why are we talking about this? I saw a goat get born on Salt Spring Island. And it fell out of the goat, as yeah. it does. And then there was a popping noise from something, a placenta. I don't know what the hell it was. There was a distinctive, like, and that noise. Well, there was might one, have been a little air vacuum in it. That was one of the most disgusting noises I ever hear. I hear that noise at night sometimes when it's, like, dark and my eyes are open and I Clarice. can't sleep. Jeez. Clarice. Silence <laughs> of the goats over there for one year. <laughs> what? You're tying strange points together in a way that doesn't make any You've sense. You've got a lot of issues right now. i got I, a lot of problems. Yeah. I feel like we do a whole hour just on you. On me? Oh, yeah, so you got you got time change, which yeah. six hours isn't that big a deal. I was it's just not like you come from China to there. Uh, time change there. Tokyo Rose. That was w- <laughs> <laughs> that's one of a few issues. And now we're sitting here. The name of the show today is the most disgusting things we can think right. of. All right, uh, it's real Fair life. Strads asked a question. Yeah, the rule curious. of the show is you have to answer the question. That's the rule. That's the rule of the show. Of the question. Really? Yeah. Regardless of the question. Any questions you yeah. have to answer? Well, as long as you're not going to slander anyone, sure. Right. Yeah, or libel. Yeah. You know, right. we, there are lawsuits now with yeah. the internet. Legit. Right? What, the internet invented lawsuits? Well, no, but the, <laughs> people now try to sue people for certain things you say. Once it's, once it's on podcast. That's been podcast, around for years. Oh, no, but now it's real because it's on podcast. There never oh, used to be podcasts. Well, no one's listening to this. So just That's Frederick's true. Hairdresser. Like, well, the three people. Renee. Yeah, Renee. Renee's, Renee's Renee listening? Yeah. Shout I'm out to Renee. I'm going to see her on this Thursday. Are you? Yeah. 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 So I'll get it uh, trimmed up again. Yeah. Looking good. I know that many of the female viewers, they love it. Yeah. Well, they're viewers. They're listeners. This is a podcast. Well, on my TV show. Oh, I oh, yeah. you have a TV show. We put show. the eye candy right. up there. Oh, you do, yeah. Now, uh, quickly, before Kay. we uh, take a break, and then we're going to actually talk about something that you want to talk about, Wanya. Okay. Um, was, speaking of anniversaries, did you Go know ahead. this, Wanya? You might not have known this, but I, it's either today or tomorrow. Either way, this week yeah. is uh, 11 years ago, a young Jason Strudwick had the moment of his life at, at Madison Square Gardens. Yeah. <laughs> And it only lasted about 30 seconds because then Marik Malik stole it from him. But for right. a brief time, yeah. it was unbelievable. And it was the longest shootout in NHL history. Oh, that's right. 11 years yeah. ago today. That's and right. And it's really kind of changed. Now, I want to ask quickly, as a guy who's been part sure. of a shootout, and uh, Wanya is one who watches many shootouts. That's true. Right. There's been some talk about the NHL wanting to change the shootout rules. To what? Having it allowed. Like the, the TJ Oshie slash Jonathan Taves rule, right. if you remember from the World Juniors and the Olympics, is – you know, you have guys go, but then if it's tied, then you can go again, and the same guy can go again and again and again. So one guy can do shootouts against one guy the whole time? After well, the after three. the original three, yeah. right? So, so there would be, be McDavid, shooters. McDavID, McDavid. No, no, McDavid. no. Right. You would go McDavid, Latestu, Hendricks, for instance, yeah. right? And let's say it's a tie. Then instead of having to go to Eberle, Nugent Hopkins, and down the list, you could go back to the same original guys. 
Okay. Do you think that's yeah. a good rule? I don't like it at all. I understand what they're trying to do, but I like. I think there's more drama when you have guys that aren't used to going up there. Hundred percent. So all of a sudden you have the fifth or sixth defenseman or that 11, 12 forward jumping over the boards and they're filling their shorts for sure. I know that because mine were filling up, and uh, you're going out there trying to make some uh, magic happen. And it does. I think it actually makes the shootout go longer because the goalies stay the same level, but you have less and less skill going out there. So it makes them longer, more exciting. If you want drama, that's what drama is all about. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see it get down to the backup goalie shooting on the goalie for the other team, quite <laughs> frankly, right? Skate down the ice, full pads. Oh well, yeah, okay. No, I, I think that's ridiculous. I, I agree with you that uh, it's funny to see everybody on the in the roster getting. It's in. great. Yeah, like of all the rules the NHL can change, that's the one that like, they're talking about. Like, focus on things like I don't know, maybe calling obstruction. Yeah. I know that's a really new thing for the NHL, but it seems funny that they even discuss it because to me, I think fans want to everybody know you get to see the best players on breakaways more sure. often than not in a game right like you'll see mcdavid right. you know you'll see Sidney crosby and even though you know those crosby isn't necessarily great in, in the shootout but i think the shootout is kind of a gimmick but it's something that every team practices and every oh. guy does it in practice and sometimes you don't know who's really good until you do it right well, so, mark letestu right yeah, i mean i liked your article the other day career. yeah i loved his confidence in the answer too like Actually, I'm pretty good at shootouts, and yeah. I did this and that and the other. Good on you, Mark Letestu. But you yeah. got to have that confidence. If you yeah. go out there thinking you're not going to score, you won't score. Well, it's like me with the puking. I'm confident now. I feel a little bit better right now. The waves have subsided. The right. room isn't spinning anymore. I'm confident in myself, right? But that'll come back. Oh, well, yeah. It's a, you made some bad decisions last night. Yeah, uh, we've all been through it. It's fine. Yeah, I regret yeah, the gold swagger. I can still I do, taste I, it. I do appreciate that you uh, just owned it right away. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. I'm hungover. This might not be my best. And we're like, well, we really have nothing to compare it to. Well, no, just a second. I never said I was sorry. I never once said I'm sorry. Did actually say sorry. I don't think so. I think you're misremembering. Your clothes are saying you're sorry because it looks like it's laundry day in the Wanye house. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. A man I'm... wearing your jacket should not be looking another human being in the eye and not. This is a Beyonce formation tour T-shirt. This I... costs eight hundred dollars. I wouldn't wear that shirt to wash my car. This jacket, just so you know, this is. It does look somewhat like the pirate shirt. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. We're going to take a but... picture of it just to put it on Twitter so That's people, fair. when they listen to oh. this, can. Couldn't equate to what it looks like. I, I got it on sale. Can you believe that this wasn't sold out? I'm stunned. This <laughs> also came in black at Mech Mount Equipment mm. Co-op. I Wait, love was that. Was it, was it was it 90% off? No, it was in the 50 to 60 yeah. range. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's how good of a value buyer I am. And I wore this thing. And I know. Uh, Ryan, is that it? Did you just rip it or is that an extra zipper that's open on the It's front? a zipper right over my heart so I can reach in and grab things. Yeah, yeah. The only problem, it looks like I have a huge left chest because mm. I put my wallet and my keys in there. It's just pouring out. Yeah. The very first day I bought this, I wore it to an older's practice. Ryan Rashog was there from TSN. He walks up to me right away. He's like, are you kidding me? Are you, and he just started ripping. I said, listen, I don't need to hear you chirping me about this. But it did make me second guess it. And then after that, it's just never ended. So now I can't, well, I can't not wear it. Well, yeah, own now, it. Now I've got to own it. just expecting the chirps. It's right. kind of, no, it's a conversation piece. Like when you walk in the room, people are like, wow, how did he pick that out? So it starts right. a conversation. On sale, right. It's, but I haven't given up. Like someone who's wearing a Queen B shirt and, uh, you know, and faded jeans. Uh, that looks good on you, though, I guess. Faded but, jeans. Honest question, though. I don't know. How many concert t-shirts do you own a fair few like 20 yeah I'd, i would think so yeah. right because honestly i think i would say in 80 percent of the situations when i see wanye yeah he's wearing a t-shirt of some musical star yeah. which is yeah. fine yeah nope. i'm just curious like very very common garment to purchase yeah, yeah. they sell them at concerts yeah, they have know, a whole store things right. and you can but buy they're a, all black yeah and they just have some kind yeah. of like well it's just all the same thing yeah like, uh, what if they sold like a blue one no. or a white one? Maybe try something. No, it's too far outside. I think of they do. Yeah. Right. Like if that said, if it was red, 
Yeah. And, and the wording was black. Right. It would just be very different right. for you. Well, you know, this is a riveting podcast, by the way. I apologize to all four of our listeners and the good folks at Finning that this is the best that we could come up with. I'm fighting death. The angel of death is hovering oh, over me. And we're talking about my Beyonce tour t-shirt. Well, we're just curious vomit. about it. It's real yeah. life. We're just curious about why I had so many t-shirts. You no, know, frankly, I wear concert t-shirts to remember good times, right? And, okay, well, there's a reason. That's and there's fine. a reason, right? And you go to, sure. like, I've got a good... So what about I, a bad concert? Do you keep the t-shirt or do you throw it away? Oh, I haven't been to too many bad concerts. I didn't really go to a lot of concerts till I was in my late 20s. And I woke up one day and realized, like, I'm missing out on life. I think I'd been to, like, well, I went to Justin Timberlake a few times and I went to NSYNC because, you know, those were my early O years. Jeez, you got a lot of work to do. Uh, but I've seen a lot of good shows. Now, Beyonce was amazing. She was here at, uh, at Commonwealth Place oh, and I'm it was sure pouring rain. I was there, too. Freezing. Freezing. And were you, wearing, were you wearing the blue coat? I had it underneath a wet jacket. Yeah, like <laughs> Couldn't even coat. believe how good she was, though. She was she dancing was like it she was, was plus 40. But it was a great show. She's the music, a queen. I didn't know one word of any song. Really? And I kept waiting for her to play all the single ladies. I don't think she played it that night. I walked out disappointed. Oh, yeah. You're right. But see, I th- yeah. The one okay. annoying thing about concerts that I will say is that they don't play whole songs anymore. They play like DJ 30 seconds. It's yeah, like sure. 30 seconds of a jam, and then it's 30 seconds of a jam, and it's 30 seconds of the jam. I like to hear a whole yeah, song. We must go to different concerts. Well, I, I, now I don't go to a lot, but I went to Prince, and that guy played oh, a whole song. Well, he was sick. Bruno Mars, yeah. Top Shelf. Yeah. Lady he, Gaga, she could sing. And you know who? I have Lady probably, Gaga tour t shirt. One of the most in, entertaining concerts. Kid Rock absolutely sure. crushed it at Commonwealth. Yeah. He was unbelievable. I was blown away by how good he was. He I was w- better than, and he was the opening act for Guns N' Roses. And he was better than them. That's a for show. For sure. I thought oh, yeah, Kid Rock was sure. better. For sure. I saw Neil Diamond last spring. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Did he come to the seniors' home and shake hands with everybody <laughs> afterwards? Or how'd that work? I bought a tool t-shirt, tool t-shirt from there. Three-quarter length. I can Neil honestly Diamond. say I don't have a tour t-shirt. So good. Well, sort. well, most of us don't. It's mostly 16, 17-year-olds who really against their parents <laughs> wearing black t-shirts. But I think you make it look cool. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. That's really kind of you. Well, no, I think I'll tell so- you, though. That and works for you when you go to the club because everybody thinks you're like 21. That's and you're awesome. knocking back gold schlagers. Yeah. And you have to tell <laughs> I saw a really, really good concert two weeks ago. I saw Bjork in Iceland. Bjork. Bjork. Oh, I love her. And talking like about Bjorn going, Borg, the tennis player? Yeah, no. That's right, Mr. Sports Radio. <laughs> Bjorn Borg, the tennis player, had a concert in Reykjavik. My What's God in heaven. Her big song was so wonderful. Or? Well, so this is the thing. You're talking about you went to a Beyonce show and didn't know any of the yeah. words, but still yeah. enjoyed yourself. I don't know a Bjork song from a hole in the ground. Sure. Right? I remember she went to that one award show wearing a swan dress. Remember yes, that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I know she's Icelandic. And I know that she has lots of fans. And that's all I really knew. Okay. Right? So she put on this show and she just had a divorce. It was very contentious. It's actually very okay. sad. And uh, she's the queen of Iceland. She lives there. There's only 300,000 people. She lives there year-round. They yeah. see her at the grocery store buying eggs. Of course, they don't call them eggs. They have an 80-letter word with seven J's in it, but whatever, okay. you know. And, and so she's, she's around there. She gets divorced. People are like, oh, you don't, you don't talk to Bjork when you see her now because she's going through a situation and she's very emotional. <laughs> she wrote a whole symphony and performed this entire symphony with the Orchestra of Iceland and did this three-hour concert. And it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. It was just a phenomenal show. She is such a talent. And it's was it about her divorce? Yeah. Okay. In English or is it in... It's in English, but it's in like poetry, right? So you yeah, don't understand sure. anything she's saying. Yeah. You don't know what the For hell's sure. going on. It's right? kind of like Ham- you're reliving our uh, our high school days. Right. You had to have Hamlet and everything else. You're like, I'm not really understanding the words, yeah, yeah. but well, it's a really good story. Exactly. Exactly. And it was it was phenomenal. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'd be bumping Bjork driving down the street, you know. The, sure. But, but it was a really, really interesting concert. Really good. She was selling two her t-shirts. Did you buy one? I didn't. What? I didn't. No. That whole story. Jay yeah. did. Like I thought Jay we did. the crescendo of no, having the, no, and you were just really. gonna rip off your Beyonce T-shirt and show us your Bjork. Oh, imagine. No, that would have been good. Never rip a like Queen B T-shirt. You could have just dropped the mic no, and walked no, no, out. No. But anyway, well, 
because you're very concerned about the quality of this, we'll take it. We're going to take a quick little time out. When we come back, you're going to regroup. Yeah. You'll probably have up chucked in the bathroom during the break. I think when about we it. Come back. Go we're going to talk about your favorite city in the world. And it's story time with Struds as you're listening to the real life podcast presented by Finney. Where other kids saw an unwelcome winter chore, you saw opportunity. Shovel a few neighborhood sidewalks and driveways and make a few bucks. Here you go, kid. You never forgot that lesson. And today, the only thing that's changed is the size of your shovel. The reliable, efficient, and affordable Cat Skid Steer from Finning. From just $5.36 a month with the all-business lease, heated seat included. The all-business Skid Steer for all seasons. Call one finning today. Good news. We are back, and uh, Wanya didn't have to visit in the washroom, so that's fantastic. We He's took a two-second break. There wasn't even time to go and think about puking. I thought we might actually take a little intermission here, maybe get some air, have a little drink of water, maybe a little Pepto-Bismol. That was bullshit. That was not a break. You blinked, and then you started talking again. You got to be a professional. When it comes to this podcast, the hell I do. We just meet. I haven't been professional prof- in my like, life. Professionalism right. on podcasts. That's pretty much the epitome of the right. peak of professionalism. No, you're sick. You're tired. Your finger's broken. Whatever happened. A bad haircut. You're here. No, my hair looks great. Well, I'm just saying, just giving examples. I'm oh, not saying that's your yeah. issue. Well, but those aren't all my problems. Some of the problems you listed there were yours. They weren't all about me. This isn't about me. It's about you right now. So now, in all seriousness, I do. there's one topic you really wanted to discuss because... We like to joke about uh, where in the world is Wanye because you are a, a traveling man recently. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. didn't, you go to Reykjavik and yeah. uh, Thailand and sure. many other places. Yeah. And uh, you come back to him. What is it about Edmonton that, that you wanted to discuss today? Yeah, well, it, very formal how you put that all together. This is supposed well, to be. Well, I'm trying to be serious now because you're, you're supposed supposed joking be a, about yeah. it. So oh, now I we're see. trying to be. Because like, right. everybody, all our listeners must think, wow, when I read Wanye's stuff, he right. seems like this really funny guy. But yeah. now we're allowing that you're. Very serious. Very serious. Very serious. Ooh, very serious. Very a, serious. Yeah, we're not going to talk about deformed cows anymore. We've moved. Oh, we on could. Back. Sure. No, let's talk about Edmonton. It's a great smooth segue. Is that what they say in the industry? A segue between topics? We don't talk about segues. We just do it. Oh, I see. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, no, we also uh, don't talk about how short the break is either. Newsflash. But, no, you're learning though. It's good. Yeah. No, okay. Well, keep it's going. It's good. It's a learning curve here. If you, if you actually went two weeks in a row, you'd understand how yeah. the podcast. Yeah. 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 Well, no. You know, you're you're right. Um, I didn't ever really go anywhere much till I was 29, and I'm 117, and uh, so I've had about now four or five years of being really fortunate, being able to travel both for work and just because you know I, I circumstances allow it. And I think that I'm obviously a very passionate Edmontonian. I love the city, and the more I get, <clears throat> pardon me, the opportunity to go places, the more, more I get to see stuff, the more I love home. And every time I come home now, I you know I, you come down the the what do we call it? Victory Road? What do we call Highway Two now? Queen Elizabeth Highway. QE2, QE2. I believe that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so you've never been on it? Yeah. Well, no. I'm okay. Just, I'm not Rand McNally. I don't know all the names <laughs> of the streets off the top of my head. It's Rand McNally. The guy that made the atlases. Anyways, it's all right. Who knows that? I know that. When you're a worldly traveler, you know, when you're on the plane, you you read. You really don't know who Rand McNally is. I'm trying to make you look good. Oh, Go continue. You're trying to make me look good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Who's thanks. the order's Anyways. fourth line center? I don't know, but I know Rand McNally. Couldn't tell you. Strengths. That's good. Oscar Kleffham has an eight pack. I couldn't tell you anybody's stats. Uh, no, but just uh, you know what I what I was wanting to talk about was just um, you know what a, what a great city that we're fortunate to live in, and, and what a wonderful place it is, and when you go somewhere a good friend of mine uh, was recently just telling me today that he was in Kansas City this weekend the boys went and had a football trip 
and you aren't supposed to go into most parts of the city. It's dangerous. And he's like, I was in a grocery store and just walking through the grocery store, I felt tension. And, you know, the more if you have the opportunity to travel around and come home to Edmonton, to me, it just really drives home the point of what a wonderful city we live in. Right. And you can go pretty much anywhere in the city and you don't need to worry about stopping at red lights. And, you know, we've got, you know, lovely, you're not sitting in traffic. You may be sitting on the Henday and swearing and there's potholes and yes, there's problems, but you're not going to spend your life living in, you know, sitting in traffic here. You, you are able to go outside you can come into the beautiful river valley you can go to our new beautiful arena you can go to a beyonce show outside you know it's a big enough city that you have all the big city amenities and there's stuff to do every day and there's going to be a busy place every night but you know i just wanted to you know discuss it and i know that Strud's, you've got an american wife i do yeah and you had to do the old pitch job of hey you want to move up to satan's icebox in northern hell and start a family <laughs> and uh it worked right. and, and what was that like like well, what was the i don't think the sales pitch was that hard basically i just I walked into the room and that was pretty nice. much like bang. Yeah. Sold. You want to come home with daddy? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, maybe no. we'll have a guest host, Mrs. Strudwick, on the show. Yeah. So that. when he Don't said, tell her I said this, by the way. <laughs> right, no one's listening. No, you know what? Honestly, we, it was, I, I did, I, every year I'd always come home, back home every summer. And I, I love the city too. And I, I lived in some unreal cities. Like I loved living in Chicago. Vancouver is a great city. New York is a great city too. But each of those cities has different lifestyles, right? So New York City, you're not driving your SUV around town. You're not driving it to Costco, loading up with as many uh, toilet papers and, uh, you know, whatever, cold effects you can and bring it back to your house. That doesn't work. Or your condo. That does not work there. It's a different lifestyle there, right? Vancouver, the weather is different, right? It's all, it's all very rainy. Um, you know, Chicago, that's a pretty damn good city, I have to admit. I could maybe live there. But that has some of those areas you talk about that are very scary and, and, and somewhat sketchy. So when we come back to Edmonton, it's just it's different. It's just the way it is. It's our lifestyle. Uh, we feel safe. And everything that you said, I agree with. But, you know, that's what we're used to. And I think it, it is a, a great city for opportunity as well. Great people, great opportunity. And one of the big reasons we came back here after playing with others is we wanted to have uh, people know our kids and they we have friends here you know like all you people if when you're my kids hit the bar and you're still in they're drinking course, yeah. uh, you'll be to say hey i saw my your son getting a little crazy and we'll move on like that yeah well no i now i'll be looking out for them right i'm an og in the bar by those points and I'll, you know, <laughs> know everybody and hey what's that guy doing over there and he shouldn't be here and he's only 16 <laughs> how good your fake id huh? it actually looks pretty good good for you son when i was your age fake ids didn't look that good no and gregor what do you think i mean you're a passionate edmontonian too what are your thoughts no, i've been to a lot of other places i, I think every city i, I always have a a beef with people who live in the city and then all they do is complain about the city they live in. So I'm like, well, then move. And most of them who complain about it, they, you know, they read about other places or they watch it on TV and they're like, oh, look at the beaches, man. I want to live in Florida. Great. Well, then go live there. And I'm sure it'll be fantastic. But if you're going to live in a, in a, in a city, then you, you, can, you can talk honestly about certain deficiencies of the city. Yes. Like when people complain, well, our roads have a lot of potholes and Arizona doesn't. Well, newsflash, Arizona doesn't have a 50-degree temperature change over the course <laughs> of the year all the time, sure. right? So there's certain challenges of living in that uh, industry. But it's also not 120 where you freaking lose 10 pounds just walking out of your car every day. There's, so there's, there's yeah. always going to be pros and cons to it. And to me, I, I like Edmonton for, for a lot of things. Uh, I, I think um, from, from a business standpoint now more than ever, if, if you want to start things like now, I would like to see Edmonton be a little bit more open-minded to technology as far as tech companies and stuff. And I think we're slowly getting better there, but it's not a reason I would complain about it. And I do think overall as, as comfort of living and you know, I've traveled a lot when I, before I got married into different places. And when you just look at, at safety, like 
at certain times you'll every you can always find uncomfortable situations in any walk of life. Like there were certain bars when you were young, you just knew, well, if I go to that bar, it might be a little dicey. Right. And some people like to go there and for them, they don't feel dicey in it. So it all, it kind of varies. Some people like Southside rock used to be a bar. It's not open. Like I'm closed in 1987. Yeah. I went there twice, but literally (laughs) you would go there and all it was, was fights. But some people like that. They would go because they knew it'd be fights. So you can always find something that fits your personality. And I didn't complain and say, wow, Southside rocks a terrible bar. I was just like, you know what? It's not my thing, but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just not my thing. So amazingly, I've gone around and I've haven't been mugged and I haven't been shot and I haven't been stabbed. I have I've been in some dicey places. I've been in some dicey situations and some back alleys in Hanoi and some crazy stuff like that. I went to Cambodia. The only place I've ever had a problem anywhere in the world, and I kid you not, this is a true story. I got punched in the face on the LRT by a homeless lady going to the Justin Bieber concert. That is the only jam I've ever been in anywhere in the world. Punched in the face by a lady on the LRT. Why does she do that? Well, it was a weird situation. I brought some kids with me to the Bieber concerts. It didn't look like a creepo, right? Got some Bieber tickets. Nice. Brought some kids. Nice thing to do, right? Totally allowed. EPS cleared me. I'm allowed to do this sort of thing, right? Bring in some kids around the subway. And and there's sort of a commotion. and, and, And there's like people kind of walking by and bumping into people. So I sort of stick my arm out to protect my entourage as I do. You know, the oldest guy there. Sure. And I kind of jostle this person and make eye contact with the person or whatever and then uh, nothing don't really think anything of it and i get out at the stadium station and this person just runs at me like a poor person must have been going through something or on something or something but just sure. runs at me and as like slow motion matrix this fist is coming towards me i'm like i'm gonna have to knock this hobo out this is gonna get crazy <laughs> i look and it's a lady it's a lady throwing a punch at me i couldn't get over it so took a punch like a champion and just sort of you know, whatever, and took these kids off and didn't really say anything. And I said to the one gal, uh, please don't tell your dad that that happened. She's like, oh, I already texted him. <laughs> what? <laughs> that happened two seconds ago. Did you already text your dad? <laughs> so, you know, Edmonton is a safe place unless you're going to the Bieber concert sure. on the LRT. So the and news, that's the uh, story of the day. Is avoid the LRT only on Bieber concerts. On Bieber nights. It gets yeah, wild. Any, any other night. And that's only once a year, maybe. Yeah. So it's pretty safe, well, other than that. Yeah, very, very safe place. Yeah. Now uh, we wrap it up always with uh, story time. Struds, this was in his contract. So yeah. Uh, what 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 story of the week are you going to share? We uh, talked about Jagger the Stick Boy, which is actually pretty fun. Right. Yeah. Listen to that. That was a good one. Well, boys, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears. I'm gonna go over to Hungary this time. So uh, during the lockout of 405, my cousin Rob Niedermeyer and I we wanted to, we decided we were gonna go play together somewhere. A small name drop there. My yeah. cousin Rob well, Niedermeyer and I. Yeah. My uncle Einstein and I were going to the math competition. Well, think how many times they dropped my name. It's like, boys, <laughs> listen, be yourselves, be yourselves. So anyway, so the two so the two of us decided we're gonna go over there, and and like we were looking all over the place. We didn't care where, what level. We just wanted to go away to Europe. So all of a sudden, we had this NHLPA website. I look up in the top corner, interest in going to Hungary. I'm like, yes, I am. So I clicked on it, and they're looking for a D and a forward. So I send the guy an email, and uh, it was through a guy in Toronto organizing for this team in, in Ferenc Varosh in, uh, in Hungary. So in, I, in where? It's called Ferenc. It was, it was, in, it was in Budapest. Oh, Budapest, yeah. as they called, but the team was Ferenc Varos. So I'm like, okay. Uh, I send the guy an email. We're interested. He's like, uh, you know, this is what it is. And he laid out, I think we made like like $9,000 for two weeks or two months. The sorry. two of you guys two, went there. So, so yeah. So I call my cousin, like, this is what it is. He's like, I'm in. I'm in. So we get it all organized and we fly to Hungary. So on the way there, we're like, let's have a good time. He's like, yeah, we'll have a great time. So we get there. 
we're treated like rock stars. Like Hungary and hockey, you know, you look at some of the other communist countries, the hockey's gotten pretty good. Hungary hasn't quite gotten off the charts. They haven't raised their game. They haven't gotten, gotten there. But this team we've played for, Verens Frausch, it was a very, uh, it was a kind of liberals during the communism. They'd often play uh, against the communist team, Durgarden, and they'd have these, these, uh, or these, these great rivalries, right? So the communist team kind of against the, the liberal team. And so let's say that my team was doing well and there was a best of three. Well, all of a sudden the uh, arena wasn't available and the Russian, the, the communist team would fly in or bus in or train in top players uh, to, to fill up their ranks and then make the game closer. It was amazing. So scummy. <laughs> so we're there for like a month. Everything's going good. We don't really speak any Hungarian. They don't really speak any English, but we're having a great time. Um, we were supposed to have a practice at this practice ring and it's double booked. So we hadn't been paying our bills, apparently. This team hadn't been paying their bills, so they, they booked our ice time. But our coach is like, no, we're going out there. And there's a couple of guys who speak English like, that. just go out, go out. So we go out there. And so we're trying to practice while men's league game is going on. So we're all over there. There's like a gong. There's like 40 people on the ice. And so the security comes we're down. We're trying to practice. Right, we're trying to run practice. So we're trying to do like the horseshoe. And these guys have a men's league game going back and forth. The men's league guys, they didn't want to fight. They were cool. So anyway, so the security comes down. They're yelling at us to get off. And coach like, you just keep going. So all of a sudden, 10 cops. And the cops there in Hungary, they're not like the ones here that look friendly. They look like they're like ready to rumble. So they all come on the bench. I all come over the bench. And they're like, um, they're yelling. And so they're just going crazy. So... One of our assistant coaches goes over to talk to him. Well, this big Hungarian policeman reaches over and grabs our assistant coach and yanks him over. So our whole team goes flying over to the bench. So now we're in a shoving match with uh, the Hungarian police. And again, these guys, they're not there for fun. All of a sudden, one of my teammates, uh, he reaches over and slashes the big policeman on the head. And the Hungarian policeman go wild. And our coach is like, Everybody out of here. I didn't need a translator. No, we all fly off the ice. And my cousin, like, we got to get the hell out of here. And we always had our passports on us. So we fly into the dress. We're all going to naked as fast as we can. We run into the showers, have a quick shower. And we're standing there buck naked. And in walk these 10 policemen into our dressing room. And then, like, there's women too. They walk into our shower. We're just standing there buck naked. And they're yelling at us. Like, you, you basically, they're saying, you know, get the hell out of there. Get into your dressing room. So we all go back in our dressing room. In walks like this, the biggest policeman I've ever seen. And there's all of us sitting around and they're like yelling at us. And basically the guy translates, say, no one's leaving here until we find out who slashed the policeman. So my cousin's like, should we give him up? I'm like, I think so. I'm not spending a night in a Hungarian prison for you this guy. on him? Yeah, no, oh. we didn't. So they're yelling, yelling. And it's, it's, it was, I was kind of scared. I'm like, this is going to end up, we're going to end up in a Hungarian prison, which I don't think is a fun place. <laughs> so... It finally, our president, team president comes, who is the one who brought us over originally, and the police commissioner, they were friends. They both come in. And so we all had to apologize to all the policemen, and the policemen uh, had to apologize to us for being that aggressive. And we walked out. Needless to say, we didn't practice again at that building uh, ever again, but it all ended well. But I tell you, I've never seen people angrier than that. And when people are yelling you a different language, and they're huge. Hum Even the women were massive. Like, these are big people. They could have beat us up in two... Like, I was... 235 pounds i was fearful of everyone in there and they had guns and you know, those billy clubs i'm like we're gonna get killed these little tiny hungarian hockey players are not gonna do anything they're gonna line up behind me and my cousin and he'll be waving the back <laughs> scary so if you ever go to hungary it's a great city we had a great time but don't ever don't ever uh you know get messed up the police that was a great story i'm curious about which guy slashed the coppers did you like did I know you go up to him afterwards and say no. hey dude 
Oh. Man up next time. I know who it was. I know who it was to this day, and I won't say who it was, but he ended up being a good friend. He actually would take us to this bar. And, and there, he's Hungarian? Yeah, he's Hungarian. And okay. this bar we went to was like, it was everything there was run by Russians, right? They have the money, they come in and run it. So we go to this bar, and like I walk in this bar, and there's this humongous bouncer. He looks like Bam Bam Bigelow. Do you remember that? Oh, like, yeah. I had flames. I wasn't alive in the 70s, but humongous. I can imagine who he is. This guy was humongous. Like He was probably like 300 pounds massive and looked mean. And I'm in the bar, and I've had a few drinks, and he looks, keep looking over me. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's – I'm thinking to myself – because you get tested every now and then. Someone's going to want to fight me, see if I can brawl. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to kill me. I have to fight this Hungarian bouncer. So he comes right over. He's like, hey. And he's talking to me in Hungarian. I'm like, I, I give him a shake off. Then he tries to talk to me in another language. I'm like, so all of a sudden he starts talking to me in French. And then in French he says, are you Jason Strudwick, the hockey player? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm a huge fan. I'm like, thank God, thank God. <laughs> And so he and I hear this Hungarian bouncer, me, this Canadian, talking French in this Hungarian run or Russian run Hungarian bar. This guy looked like Bam Bam Bigel. I had long hair too. He was such a great guy. We never had a problem again. There was <laughs> never even like a whisper. This guy was going to do anything, but it was such a neat experience. And when I look back at my career, yeah, like the hockey was fun, but those are the ones you remember. Bam Bam in Hungary, my buddy. You got to think that if you're like a – Budapest GM that they're still talking about the day that Niedermeyer and Strudwick showed up yeah. in the all-time defensive upgrade of the Budapest Hockey League. Yeah. Eh? Like we've been struggling along, and then we put that ad on the NHLPA website looking for D, yeah. and then the cavalry came. Hey, it's and- amazing. We beat that team, that the, the, the communist team. Yeah. We beat it one time. I'll never. We did it, and that, my cousin actually hurt his eye, so he couldn't play. So I had to play. Put the whole team on my shoulders. No, just of kidding. course, yeah. But yeah. I went, and we ended up winning, winning the game. And I, I'm there. There was the pan that was jammed. Like imagine if you're at uh, Bill S. Hunter Arena, Jasper yeah. Place Arena. You're jammed in there. It was jammed. You could not move uh, anywhere. It's like small barns of three thousand people Unreal. when everyone's right yeah. on you. It's fantastic. Like, great environment. You couldn't go. And so after we won the game, like people were going crazy. I walked out with my crib on my shoulder, and this older lady, probably eight years old, she came up. She has tears in her eyes. She's hugging me, and she's she's saying thank you in Hungarian. I'm like. You're welcome. You know, like uh, you're welcome, and it was it was such a great moment. And even my cousin, it was. I mean, he he. It was it was just a great experience, and one that I'll always remember. Well, I, I think a lot of us. You talked earlier about Edmonton, just where we live right now. Like we've never experienced any real animosity as Canadians right. on our own home soil. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Like yes, we disagree with whether you're a conservative or a liberal right. or an NDP or anything like that. And yes, unfortunately, there's some racism around here, but. You're talking people that control your lives yeah. for decades and decades and just fueled by hate. And I, I think- was in Berlin uh, and part of my trip. I went after Iceland. I went to Berlin and I went to all the museums and like I take for granted the liberties that we have. Sure, here, right? we do. And, you know, they had a really interesting museum where they recreated uh, uh, East Berlin apartment. And you got to see the standard of living and you got to see that it was so hard to get products and you got to go to the, a, a, a store that they'd mocked up and see that they only have like eight different things on the shelves and and. You know, we really take for granted a lot of stuff here, right? And it, it, it's until you actually go away and see some stuff and go to Hungary and see. But, you know, the secret police, just having eyes on you all the time and having things be bugged and having to worry about your neighbor right. ratting on you because you yelled something out in your sleep or something like that. Like, that's real life. Oh. And, like the podcast brought to you by Finning. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was a smooth segue. Can we well, say that? Yeah, yeah you, you did a great job. Can we job. say that? You're coming yeah. around now. It's, it's even okay. better when you point it out afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you well, really, you got a lot of work to do. I need play. a lot of it's encouragement. It's like when you say a good joke and then you're like, was that funny? Yeah. yeah. Was it? No, it no, was. No, not really. I don't ever have to ask if the jokes are funny because they are. Uh, okay. They always are. I like your t-shirts. Okay, so that yeah. wraps it up. Yes. Wanya, yeah. it was great to see you. I yeah. guess yeah. we'll see you in 19 weeks or something like that. 2017. That's right. Yeah, 2017. And who knows? Well, maybe, what if the orders win like... 
aren't you going to stay an extra week? Like you're going to leave. You've be now you're leaving during the best time of your Oiler fan career, and you're gone on faraway distances, yeah. watching on a two-inch screevy, wearing uh, robes for eight-year-olds, trying to show that your arms aren't short when in fact they really are. Oh, I had a and, joke set up. I was going to do I, about and the I arms. And I wonder, like, why Next. that won't maybe change your travel plans. Well, let's remember that the reason why I'm out of town all the time is because I work out of town, right? So it's not a matter of like, it's a tra la 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 Do you really, like, because we were, like, we'll find this out next time, but yeah. we're always very curious. Do you actually do anything? No. Because we never really see what it is. I'm always I'm really curious. good at SimCity on my phone. Yeah. I've got yeah. 1.4 million citizens do living you? in my Sim town. So I play Boom Beach on there. Do you? Oh, we got another podcast lining itself yeah, right up no right now. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I don't play any. Maybe games. I should start no. playing SimCity and start true. playing Boom Beach. Okay, game. well, that wraps okay. it up, uh, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> uh, it was a fantastic ending on behalf of Wanye Strudwick. I'm Gregor. We will talk to you next week on Real Life. Brought to you by Finney. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.